You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. There goes the Hubert Act. Uh, Hubert Act. Hubert O. Hubert Act. Hubert Act. That Hubert Act's really good. And Maddie Rose. It drives me nuts. I actually... It drives me freaking nuts, George. Nuts. Nuts. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan at the top of the hour. We will talk to Big Show Flames analyst, the Cobra, Mr. Brent Cron in studio. We'll play Flames Hot Seat at 8.30. And if you're new to that game, uh, myself, Maddie, and Brent Cron uh, ingest really hot sauces and also talk about red hot flame steaks at the same time. Currently coming up with some red hot flame steaks, but always need uh, and respect your help if you got any at 960-960. Great job. Uh, send us a smoking hot flame steak we can use for Flames Hot Seat. And if you do it, you can come play with us next time. What? No, that's... Oh, sorry. I don't know. I'm just trying to make no, things interesting around here. I don't think we can do that. We can do whatever we want, no, George. that's true. All right, next guest already The world's an long. oyster, bro. Uh, NHL sleuth for daily face-off. Mr. Frank Saravalli, brought to you by... South Trail Exports with inventory shortages across the city. It's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailExports.com. Frank, good morning. How are you? Better when you don't call me sleuth. Okay. Um, pal, <laughs> buddy. Hey, how was uh how Chum. was your how was your Alberta Chum. excursion? You were here way longer than we thought. I thought you were gonna come in studio today. Uh, well, I didn't move to Calgary. Okay, I almost stopped in for a couple days. Okay. Mm. Did you enjoy your time here? You 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 love Alberta? I do. Okay. Uh, I had a great, uh, great trip, and it was beautiful. Okay. Um, I didn't die. There was no need for a defibrillator. So okay. That's always good. Oh, that's, yeah. that's always my a, goodness. I it's... mean, the, the the bar isn't very high for me when it comes to playing pond hockey. So okay. Um, I liked your white bucket. Ah, it barely fits on my head. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> did it, Did it give you a headache or no? Because it was so. No, nah, no headache. But my, I don't know if you were aware of this. One of my favorite uh, stories from back in the uh, in the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, Darren McCarty, uh, the great Detroit Red Wings forward, he had uh, he had stitches on his head, and the stitches were so tight it was giving him terrible headaches, and he didn't let the training staff know. So they like, why is he getting terrible headaches? Yeah, stitches were too tight on his head, and they had to redo them. <laughs> like that's, that's a hockey gross. player for you there. Yeah. Well, it's the best that he didn't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like no, I just got terrible. It'll be fine. It'll go away because I'm a hockey player. Um, want to ask you this question out of the hop? Um, when it comes to Elias Lindholm and Sean Monahan, I don't want to talk about next year or a couple of years in advance. Who gives a team a better chance to win right now, Sean Monahan or Elias Lindholm? Elias Lindholm, and it's. I don't think it's really that close. Okay, because Monahan's had a really good season. He has, and look, I, I took heat for this the other day because I was talking, you know, in, invariably you end up comparing the two former teammates. And the only point that I was making is because Monaghan's season has been so good and because most people in the league in front offices view Lindholm as being head and shoulders better, for the discounted price that Monaghan will present trade market-wise, is he the better buy? That was my only question, but okay. I don't have any real question about who's the better player right now, who's the better player, who gives you a better chance to win, who can be more productive. I mean, this is kind of what we're looking at right now, production-wise, is Lindholm's worst season in like 
eight years. And his worst is still neck and neck with Monaghan's best in five. Mm-hmm. What is Monaghan worth? Oh, I think he's a late first round pick every day of the week. And people crushed me for that. <laughs> I was getting absolutely torched on social media. And I, I don't care. It's actually kind of funny. Most people can't read. Flames fans understand that they already gave up a first round pick to Montreal. So when I said two first round picks in my tweet, that included the one that they already received for him. It's a nice... So most people were like, two first round picks. What are you smoking? Give me some of that. Pass it, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a nice piece if I of business. Had it, I would. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice. It's legal up here in Canada. It's a nice. Um, it's a nice piece of business that the Habs did with Sean Monahan. Well, look, just look at the comps. Fifty-five points. That's what he's on track for. First star of the game last night. Don't know if you watched him, but last night's game for Sean Monahan will help boost his trade value. He impacts multiple areas of the game, power play, penalty kill, like bumper spot yesterday, creating things. Um, You know, then you go and you look back at some of the guys that have been traded centers that have gotten late first round picks. Like we're talking 29th, 30th, 31st overall, Paul Stasny, Barkley Goodrow. Mm. um, I mean, go, go up and down the list. Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, you're, you're talking like, really expensive acquisitions but productivity wise point wise he's he's actually doing more this year than those guys were doing the years that they were traded and got those picks so it, why wouldn't he be in that category is he is he maybe the the second prize to teams like the avalanche and the bruins who were looking for center help i think he's the perfect prize for teams that don't have a ton of assets like the bruins yeah, I mean, the Bruins don't have a ton. The Avs have a bunch, and I think they want to be pretty judicious about how they spend them. I think they also recognize Nathan McKinnon in pure beast mode. Hmm. But they've got other things to fill. Like, they still need a backup goalie. They need to get Alexander Georgiev playing less. I think Colorado has a few things on their wish list. Um. Right now, as we sit here, obviously, it, it feels like it's just a matter of time before Elias Lindholm gets traded on January 26th. Give me give me your power rankings on his most likely destination. Like one, two, three. I don't know how to order them, but I would say something like Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Colorado. Really? That's just a pure... Like, I, there's no factual knowledge there. There's no hints. There's no... That's just me sizing up the teams that are in the league that need centers that are looking for impact guys. It, you think Craig Conroy has an appetite to trade Elias Lindholm to the Canucks? Does that matter Not anymore really, in the NHL? I, no, I think it matters. And I think there were some rumblings yesterday I saw that the Canucks didn't really want to deal with the Flames in division for the Zadaroff trade, but then it just ended up materializing. Sure. I don't think it's anyone's preference or priority, especially even in conference, if you can avoid it. But look, no team right now, especially one like the Flames that's trying to get where they're going, is in the business of turning down a better return just because of the destination. 
And, and, and again, you bring up the Zadorov trade, and I get it. I'm just, I'm just thinking along the lines of, okay, so he goes to Vancouver, and maybe he signs there long term. That would just. I don't be see a, him sign. I yeah. don't see him being a fit there to sign long, just cash wise. Like, right. I, I don't. But Winnipeg, I could see that. What is the number going to be for Elias Lindholm, or pardon me, Elias Pettersson, while we're kind of tiptoeing around Vancouver? It starts with a twelve. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it doesn't matter what term. I don't if it's four years, five years, or eight years. It probably still starts with the twelve. Okay. Man, it's going to be wild to watch as uh, we get into the offseason. We're already so excited. We got the playoffs coming up as well. I got to ask you a couple things about the Flames. They lose a couple players on waivers. Uh, were you surprised that Nick DeSimone was claimed by the Devils or Adam Ruzicka was claimed by the Coyotes? Not surprised on Ruzicka. I was actually kind of sitting there waiting for the waiver news on my phone because I had a feeling he was going to be claimed just with some chatter that was out there. A little bit more surprised with DeSimone, but the Devils really need just warm bodies on defense with all the guys that they've been missing. And, you know, I made this point when I was in Calgary last week is, you know, yeah, they're, they've gotten, you know, a bit of an upgrade this week, getting Shillington back and, you know, huge moment for him last night, but really the two guys that the flames were, were playing on that third pair and D Simone and, and Osterley, you know, they're not NHL caliber defensemen. Those are replacement level players. And, the more you can do to, you know, organizational depth-wise, they're fine to get you through a, you know, a couple weeks. But those aren't guys that you want to be relying on to be in a competitive window. Wanted to ask you about Oliver Shillington's return as well. Um, did this come earlier than you might have thought? I don't know about earlier. I mean, look, I think, to be honest, the Flames probably would have hoped that him coming over in time for training camp and you know, sort of being here for the bulk of the season that this would have happened two months ago. And mm. frankly, probably, you know, obviously could have used him last year, Yeah, but he's been on his own timeline. He has, they've given him the sort of freedom and flexibility to say when, and he had finally sort of worked himself up to that, you know, that spot. And, and obviously the time that he spent with the Wranglers helped just to get acclimated to not playing at any sort of high level for 20 months. It's been a really long road. There's been a lot of twists and turns. There was definitely some dark moments where a lot of people thought that he may never come back and that his career might be over and credit to him for getting out through the other side, because I don't care what you do, what line of work you're in that, you know, the space that he was in can be debilitating and full credit and full marks to him and a tip of the cap to the flames for really having his back and taking their time. Not everyone wants to go through a year where you're paying a guy a few million dollars to sit on another continent. And the flames never blinked once. They never, there was never a complaint. There was never a criticism. Um, they were patient and the reward on the other end, hopefully is a guy that jumps right back into your top four. Is there, is there a chance he gets moved at the deadline? I know it's, I know it's again, all the, all the hurdles he went through and it's a great feel good story, but he's also a guy with an expiring deal. Like I I would, I would imagine that he, maybe he'd want, I don't know this for fact. I, I don't have this on any sort of authority, but would he want to stay here to kind of, hey, you know, thanks for having my back, supporting me. I'm going to sign an extension here. 
or does he test free agency? Like we're past the, that's great. He's here. He's back. We're, we're all thrilled to have him. but there's also the business side of things, Frank. Yeah. I don't want to make this sound more coarse than it is, but I think he owes them that to be honest. Mm. And with what they went through carrying him on their cap, two and a half million bucks that they paid him last year, plus what he's earned this year to not play. I don't know what the next contract looks like. I guess part of it will depend on the level that he plays at this year, but I kind of, at least from my perspective and not many people will say that out loud. I, I think he owes them Mm. at least another year of service in return for sitting out a full year on his deal. But that's just me. And he doesn't actually owe them. It's more just a, right. It's a, it's a gentle, it should be a gentleman's agreement. Uh, and, and it's nice that we can talk about the business side of things that he's actually back in the lineup. Frank Saravalli. And he's got to get through this year, to be yeah, fair. Sure. Like, that's, yep. that's the other part of it is there's no guarantee that he stays there. So let's see how he, let's see right. how he reacts to playing. That's fair. Uh, Frank Saravalli from uh, NHL Daily Faceoff brought to you by South Trail Exports. Big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. What's the latest on Chris Tanev? I mean, nothing new as far as I know. Um, just sort of continuing on. Are are the Leafs there, or are they even going to make a deal now based on how they've been playing? I I think they're going to make a deal. Um, I just don't know how big of a swing they're going to take. And I I view Chris Tanev, and I, by the way, like after last night's game, like just love his honesty, love how forthright he is, just saying it bluntly that the way that the flames have played losing four straight at home is, is not acceptable. Um, I view Chris Tanev as a missing piece. Like he's like one of the final links to me on a, you know, true cup contending right there roster that can play all over the place and give you it. You know, you know, he's giving you all he's got. I don't think the Leafs are there. I don't think, I think the Leafs know they're not there. To be fair, at the same time, I don't know that it makes a whole ton of sense to really throw away a 71-goal season from Austin Matthews with all of these guys in the absolute heart of the prime of their careers. But they need multiple pieces, and if Tanev is one of them, fine. But short of him taking a Mark Giordano-type deal to stay after the fact, I don't and which I don't see happening, by the way, I don't. I just don't know that he makes sense for them right now. Is Tanev worth a first? I don't think so. Mm. And so some people, given going back to earlier in our conversation on social media, they were like, you said Tanev's worth a second and Monaghan's a first. Are you crazy? I just think impact right now, Tanev's different position, of course, hard to measure, hard to compare apples to apples. I think Tanev is is of lesser impact right now than Monahan. Wanted to ask you as well, um, kind of get away from the Flames, get away from the trade deadline for uh, a moment here. But you've done a lot of good work on the Hockey Canada story this year. The London police are waiting the surrender of five players. They have a press conference coming up in February. Um, what can you tell us about this story right now? We're really kind of right now in a holding pattern. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting on more information 
from the London police service, you know, different people can, you know, whisper or say different things to you as a reporter and everyone wants names. They want details and they want it yesterday. And I, I get it. I appreciate that. That's the society and world that we live in right now. But until I see it on a piece of paper from the London police service that says, these are the players that are being arrested or charged. These are the alleged infractions. Myself and any other reporter out there, unless they have it from a source with direct knowledge who no one is talking right now, Mm. you can't, there's nothing to report. So people can make the connections and, and draw whatever lines they want to in their own heads. Some will be right. Some will be wrong. And that's sort of where we're at at the moment. We need to wait for more information because what I think I know and what I know are two different things. And what I think I know can be talked about when it comes to rumors and trade talks and injuries. But in this case, it has to be what I actually know. Are you looking at that press conference date for the London police as maybe one of the kind of stepping stones to finding out those names? Yes, I think everyone was kind of the cynicism that exists on social media. People were saying, oh, look how convenient that is, that it's February 5th after the NHL's All-Star Weekend right down the road in Toronto. I think it's actually connected to the period of time that players involved in this, allegedly involved in this, have been given to surrender to police and that theoretically by February 5th, anyone that should have turned themselves in will have done so already. Uh, Frank, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, just the optics of that story breaks and then the NHL does the Utah thing. Like just the timing of it. It just stinks. Like it I doesn't know, stink. It, it makes you want to throw up. Yeah, like it's just, it's totally on purpose that, oh, let's, hey, this story's breaking. One of the biggest maybe stories in the NHL in I don't know how many years, Frank. And then all of a sudden, that oh, hey. knew was coming for years. Yes. And it's like, oh, hey, we're going to Utah to pay attention to this. It's like, come hey, on. Hey, hungry hockey fans, here's some red meat dangling over here. Yeah. Like how dumb do they think we are, honestly? Yeah. It, it, the whole thing was disgusting and it's it's really beyond disappointing for a league that I think at every turn, whether it's how they've managed Pride Tape or the Hockey Diversity Alliance or the Chicago Blackhawks sexual assault scandal for years telling us that the claims had no merit, I mean... It shouldn't be surprising, yet it still is for a league that can't get out of its own way. And people have have said, I've seen the replies on social media when I brought up the timing of all of it. And they said, well, since when does the NHL control what the Salt Lake Entertainment Group does or says in press releases? And I said, you must be new here. Yeah. Because you don't get a seat at Gary's table unless you do exactly what he says. He says... He says, jump, and you say, how high? Yep. And he says, put out a press release, and you say, yes, sir, when? That's how it works. And anything other than cap- complete capitulation, you don't, get, you don't get in. 
You could have all the money in the world. You could be a billionaire 20 times over and you're not getting in if he says you're not. That's just how it works. So don't be, you know, don't, don't get those two things confused. Like that, this was a hundred percent timed and on purpose. And I don't care what anyone says otherwise, because I also know for fact that the NHL knew on Tuesday as Carter Hart took his leave of absence, that something was coming. So they were well prepared. Trust me. Frank Saravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff. Frank, terrific stuff as usual. Thanks for this, pal. Have a good weekend, guys. Brought to you by South Trail Exports. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailExports.com. All right, we got a couple minutes to go here before we hit the break. And the chronolist, Mr. Brent Cron, will join us in studio. Why don't we do some NFL big bets? Brought to you by Sports Select. It is Championship Sunday. And our NFL Big Bets are brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. All right, let's fire it up. Championship Sunday. Maddie in his Sterling 74-43-2 record. Patrick 60-56-4. And, and me as mediocre as possible. 57-61-2. We got some props to talk about. We got the game to talk about. Let's dive in, gents. The first one is the AFC Championship game from Charm City to Kansas City Chiefs. The defending Super Bowl champions taking on the Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore minus four-point favorites. The total, 44 and a half. I'm going to go with uh, good old faithful here and take the under on this one. Might be a little bit of rain, might be a little bit of wind out in Baltimore today. Uh, The Chiefs calling card this season has not been Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but it has been, in fact, their defense. They get a tough challenge against Lamar Jackson at the Ravens, but they get into the ground game. Maybe the points don't come as quickly and the clock starts to bleed a little faster than than a lot of people would like. I'm going to go with the under here on 44 and a half. Patrick? I think it's it's uh, it's John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, Nat Ravens time right now. It's going to be a good year for the Harbaugh family. You know, Jack saw Jim win a national championship. He's going to see John win his maybe potentially his second Super Bowl. Mm. That defense with the Ravens is just that's my whole I, as much as Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP and as much as he's done what Mike McDonald has done for that Ravens defense has been outstanding. They've just dominated good teams this year as well. By 14 points they've beaten good teams. I'm not saying they're going to blow out the Chiefs. I just think the Ravens can cover that number. Give me the four. Okay, I'm going to go the opposite. I think Kansas City's championship pedigree will show up on Sunday, and I think this game will be close. I think it's going to be a tight game, maybe won by a field goal either way. You have two of the best kickers in the game, and Harrison Butker and and Justin Tucker, and that's another thing looking into this matchup. I don't know. Aubrey and Dallas was incredible this season. Yeah, I'm saying like all-time greats in the playoffs. For sure. Butker and Tucker right up there. Uh, Butker and Tucker. Uh, sounds like a bad cop show. <laughs> um, I'm going to take uh, the Kansas City Chiefs plus the four points. The NFC title game goes from Santa Clara, California, as the Detroit Motor City Lions taking on those San Francisco 49ers. The Niners, seven-point favorites, Maddie. The total, 51.5. My heart tells me that the Niners are going to end this storybook run for the Detroit Lions, but... 
Or my brain does. My heart tells me, bite the kneecaps and go with the Lions and Dan Campbell. Okay. Man Campbell, I'm going to take the points, plus seven. Uh, the weather should be fine in San Francisco, so Brock, Brock Purdy should be able to hold on to the ball a little with bit his better. Little hands. His little tiny hands, but you know, I, I, I like little hands. I like Brock Purdy. He's he's a fine quarterback. He's he's only his second year in the league. He was Mister Relevant last year, mm-hmm. and he's look what he's done in, in here in San Francisco. But that is too high of a number. Detroit's going to keep this thing close. Give me the Lions plus seven. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the Detroit Lions here getting the seven points. I think that's too much. I think it's over that key of six and a half. Mm-hmm. I do like the Lions and here. I think they might se- get it. It was seven when the game was made. It's been seven all yeah. week. Um, also, um, you can throw on the Niners. And oh, Detroit's got yeah. an incredible offensive line. I think Jared Goff will be able to get the ball out to Amon Ross St. Brown. Throw it to Matt Laporta. I think the passing game and Jared Goff, who's no stranger to playing the San Francisco 49ers, no. potentially can keep that within these seven points. Let's talk about some propositions. Patrick Mahomes. Maddie, over under pass attempts, 36 and a half. I'm going to go with the under here. Worried about the weather a little bit. Maybe they lean on the ground game. Plus, you got Isaiah Pacheco. Why wouldn't you lean on the ground game? I'm going to go with the under. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard. I know Pacheco, uh, he, his running style is just, it's fit for these. For it's the angry. Post-season. It's angry. It's downhill. I just think the Ravens defense is going to be able to keep uh, Mahomes in the passing game at bay. As good as Rashi Rice has been, he hasn't dropped a ball. He's been targeted 14 times in this postseason already. Hasn't dropped a ball. Uh, but I think there is, that's under 36 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over, and here's why. Okay. I think it's going to be a quick passing game that is going to be a pseudo-run game because the Ravens are going to be all over Patrick Mahomes. Might run for his life a little bit. I'm going to take over because potentially um, it feels like this is going to be an all-run game. I'm just going to go over it. Put it in Patrick Mahomes' hands. For Duner NFL Big Bets, brought to you by Sports Select. Uh, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Lamar Jackson, over under rushing yards, Maddie, 65 and a half. I'm going to go the under. He hasn't hit this in like quite some time. Last 65 and a half is a lot. Well, okay, yeah, sure, in the playoffs, yeah, one time against a team that couldn't really stop him at all, the Texans. Sorry. I'm going to go with the under here because okay. you look back at the regular season numbers, and I think he's hit it once in his last four weeks. Yep. And then he hit in the playoffs, so I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, I think the, the Chiefs defense has been, out of all of this team, it's been their most impressive part of this team. I think they're going to be able to contain Lamar, make him throw on him a little bit, and that's where I think they're going to lose. But I think, yeah, under the 65.5 rush yards. I'm taking him over. I love this number. I love it all day. It's one of my favorite props of the weekend. I think Lamar Jackson will use his explosive speed and run past the Chiefs here all the way to the Super Bowl, although I'm taking the Chiefs plus the four points. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. Receiving yards, Maddie, 84 and a half over under. This guy is a stud, straight all-star. I'm going to go the over. I think he's going to be the big weapon for Jared Goff in this game. Huge fan. Give me the over. Okay. Yeah, I like the over here as well. I As much as Sam Laporta adds to that offense, Amon Ra is your guy. Go get him. Go get Sun God his... Uh, is over order 84 and a half uh, receiving yards. Again, I just talked about, I think you can throw in the Niners, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown has a good day for the Detroit Lions on Sunday. I will take the over as well. And our final proposition, Christian McCaffrey, C-Mac. Over under receptions, four and a half. By the way, engaged to Olivia Coplo. I'm a big fan of hers. Four and a half receptions for Christian McCaffrey. Give me the over. 
I just think that Brock Purdy is going to be a checkdown wizard in this game. With his little hands? His small little boy hands. Like Uncle Jack. little hands. Like Uncle Jack with those big old glove mitt things. Actually, that I episode... small gloves. After I watched that disappointing Blues game, that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode that we yeah. were talking about with Matt Marchese was on TV. And no, I watched it. Yeah, I crazy. swear to God. It's hilarious. No what do you get the duct tape out? in life, Matty. I know. There's no such thing. Uh, like did the, I say I took the over? Yeah, you took yeah, the over. Okay, yeah. That's what I said. Uh, give me the under. I mean, Green Bay did a... I think he only had two catches last week against mm. Green Bay. And like they did a fairly good job on him. I think they're going to rely on him running the ball. Give me the under. Four and a half. No, what the hell. I'll take the over. Hell I think, yeah, uh, dude. I think, I think the Detroit pass rush uh, will cause little hands to throw the ball to CMC. You gotta go. Uh, you, go. you gotta go opposite of uh, Patty on some of these no, too. No, we still got the Super Bowl. Yeah, we should go super hard on the Super Bowl. Left. Have like twelve things on the Super Bowl. Just make Matt's win. No, no, no. But we should have like twelve things, like the coin toss, we the anthem, yeah. everything. I'll we gotta do everything. that. We gotta yeah. go super hard on props. Yeah, we'll get Furman too. You want Todd Furman? I on? love Todd Furman on. Big fan of my Can friend. we have Todd Furman now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Furman on. NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. The Cobra's next. Big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.